Yo, Counter-Attack podcast with myself, Daps. Um, so, back on the Zoom today, we have... Oh, no, wait, guys, make sure you like, subscribe, share, all of that stuff. Um, yeah, so today, we got one of our old little friends back. You know, I say little, but when you see see the size of his head when he comes in, you know that he's no little guy. But no, no, on the real, we've got a top man here. So, we've got Josh McGinnis again, Hull striker. So, you know, we've already chalked it up before last year. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. So now we're just going to have a little catch-up, little update on what's been going on. And guys, make sure you like, subscribe and share. And I'm going to bring him in right now. So we're just going to wait for him to join and look at the size of his head, mate. Let's see. Oh. Yeah. Go and flip it. And then go we'll- there you go. There we go. There you go, mate. What's going on, Josh? How are you? You all right? I'm not too bad. How are you? You all right, Daps? I'm good, man. I'm good. Like, I've only been trying to get you back on for the last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice of you to, 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 to join us, man. But, yeah, what's been going on, man? You know, new season. You know, the last night, the Tash. Oh, the Tash is coming back, ain't it? Tash is coming back. I literally, this has been three days, so I need to shave off my beard, and then we're back for November, November mate. <laughs> shave a mow for a bro. You should do it. You have got a great moustache. No, I, listen. If I start shaving that, like my sex appeal just goes. I mean, if I start keeping it, <laughs> <laughs> you're too vain. That's your problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah like, you know what? I'm <laughs> do it actually. I'm like, no. Nah, it's good. If I shave, yeah, it, just I'm just just leave the tash. Just leave that. There, they got. It gets a conversation. You say, "Why? Why are you looking so creepy?" Yeah, it's a mo for a bro, isn't it? Uh, it's you a know great what? cause, mate. It's a great cause. I'm actually gonna. Oh, no, I don't want to commit to that. Actually, no, nah, don't commit. Don't commit. Because <laughs> if you say you're gonna do, you have to. Yeah, do yeah. It. I'm, not, I'm not gonna commit to that. But I might do. You know, I've not shaved my hair off like properly in years. I always just shave it down. Uh, are you single? Are you single? No. And then get it off then. <laughs> you have to impress nobody. You've yeah, got nobody to impress. I'm the same, married. Nobody to impress. You're off the market, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Definitely gonna, definitely gonna do it now. Now that you said it, I'm, I'm definitely gonna do it. But yeah, what's been happening, man? Back in the champ, you know. Happy back in the champ, but it's been a, it's been tough, mate. It's been a tough introduction back. Obviously, last season it was class. We got promoted, and then this season we're just in a tough, tough, tough period. Um, but no, it comes with football, isn't it? Just a grind. You just got to grind it out. Good times, bad times. It's what we love doing, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, for you guys, Hull's such a big club. It's, it's, it's actually a massive. Yeah. So, you know, at minimum for me, I personally think you lot should be in the championship. But coming back up, coming back up, were the hopes at the beginning of the season to just stay in the league first and foremost? No. No, the gaffer didn't say that. The gaffer was like, we need to push on. Like, we need to we need to try and go as far as we can again. And the reason that was because we the, the core of our group was basically still the same and we just added players in on loan. Obviously, people come and go. That's, that's, that's football. But the core of our group that managed to get promoted stayed together. So it was just about us trying to just kick on. But with injuries and stuff like that there, obviously, the quality of other teams... 
Um, that just isn't the case at this moment in time. But we, we're giving the go in each game. It's just little things. The luck that we had last season, we're not getting this season. But it wasn't just to stay up. I think we our team's better than that. But it's obviously to do better than what we're doing at the minute. Yeah. To be honest, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and from a personal point of view, is it hard to, you know, to take any positives when the team ain't doing too, too well? Like, so even if you wanted to say, oh, I'm doing all right, is it hard to actually... Yeah, you can't. It's point, yeah. Because there's, there's no point you doing well and if if you're coming away with getting beat and slapped every week. Do you know what I mean? It's just pointless. Obviously, it's, it's different. It's, defenders want to keep clean sheets. Midfielders want assists and goals and forwards want goals. But when you're getting beat, that you know what it's like? Come travelling home on the bus and that and in and about going to shopping, people looking at you saying, ah, he plays for the team that got slapped yesterday. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's a different environment in and around the city in the training ground when you're winning every week compared to when you're getting turned over. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But even though, you know, I don't want to remind you, but obviously you guys are third from bottom right now. But even though yeah, you're in that position, are you more, you know, hopeful that things will actually turn around? Because it is still, it is still early. Yeah, 100%. I think, like, the champ's such a hard league, you know. We've, we've been in every game. It's just trying to take control of every game. There's only one game we played where I thought, wow, these, these, these boys are no joke. And that was... Uh, Fulham away where I was like yeah these mm. these boys are you could tell they come down from the Premier League do you know what I mean but apart from that we've been in games flipping set pieces you know what set pieces are like nowadays huge in the game mm. um, and just little bits of luck but you feel down in yourself and you're rolling into each game thinking oh here we you, you might as well not show up so still got that optimism um, and the fight to still want to do well so you've just got to keep plugging away and Sooner rather than later, it'll change for you. It has to, because if it doesn't, then you've got a curse of hex on you. Yeah. It's interesting you say um, the set pieces, because I've heard a load of managers say that recently, and or just not even just managers, I think it's talk about set pieces. And have you noticed the, um, the, the growing importance? And is that something that, that you've seen change within training, like working on the set pieces even more now? Yeah, massively. I'm, I'm going to go as far as to say that Behind the scenes, I think us as a team, Northern Ireland, we were one of the first, one of the first to have a set, a, an actual set piece coach. He's actually gone to Villa now, uh, Austin McPhee. Oh yeah, um, I saw him. Michael O'Neill brought him in with Northern Ireland, and he was like, he's like, a, he's like, he's like a whiz kid. Like he would come up with about 10, 15 set pieces, and then the manager would be like, "Nah, come on, we, we need to narrow it down," but. We, we would do so many because we had Ollie Norwood mm. and Chris Brunt. You couldn't have a better left foot or a better right foot. Um, and then we had the likes of Macaulay, Lafferty, Cathcart, Johnny Evans and that attacking the ball. And we most of our, majority of our goals outside Lafferty, that campaign we got to the Euros and even thereafter in the World Cup campaign when we got to the playoff final with set pieces. There were massive people, people... Used to maybe not so now. Just take them for granted. I'll just whip it in the box, go and attack it. Let's go on. Even throw-ins, even overload like two v ones, three v ones. Just easy ways to get on the ball, not just lumping up the lines. You know what I mean? So it's it's huge now. As you see now, like two two contrasting teams at the top of the championship. Um, with uh, well, three Bournemouth, Fulham, oh, and West Brom. You see how West Brom play. They don't mess about. Every opportunity through any time they have an opportunity to put a ball in an opposition's box, they will, and they're and they're capitalizing on it. Do you know what I mean? As much as great players have got Carlon Grant, Alex Mott, do you know what I mean? Furloughs, long throw, 
um, with Bartley and that attacking it's it's no joke. Like it's it's just any opportunity to put a team under pressure. It's like it causes havoc in the box. That's it's, honestly it's mad. Yeah, it's it reminds me of um, you know the old cliche of of Stoke. I remember I heard Peter Crouch yeah. talking about you know when they used to have um, Rory Delap and um, or whoever launching them then. Yeah, and he used to say yeah. how um, sometimes they'd launch it in the box and they didn't even score from many throws. But it just used to cause absolute mayhem. Yeah. Mayhem in, in, in the box. And carnage. It makes people nervous. See, when you're like, Jesus, it's like a it's like a corner. Like people used to say, oh, Tony Pulis, blah, blah. But it worked for him. Mm. He, he was a Premier League manager. It worked like he was a top Premier League manager. Like a couple of lads I played play with in Northern Ireland worked under him at West Brom. Kept West Brom in the Premier League for years. Do you know what I mean? Now, obviously, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but... There's, there's, there's loads of ways. Everyone wants to be Man City, but also everybody wants to win football matches and there's loads of ways of winning football matches. And some teams that if you've got the personnel and the setup to do it, you've got to take full advantage of it because it causes sheer havoc. People don't know who to pick up who, second phase, third phase. Do we set up as a corner? Do we set up as a free kick? What are we doing here? Before you know it, the ball's in the net, you're 1-0 down. Yeah, it's, it, it's so funny you say that about the different styles and you just got to work with what you're given because, yeah, like you said, everyone wants to play that Man City and I've got this thing that I just really don't like Burnley and I just really want... Why? To, I just don't like Burnley, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of what you, what, what you said. Like, if Burnley had their choice, they'd probably play like City, Barcelona, but not everyone can do that. And I just think their style yeah. of play, just, it just, I just don't like it, but... It works. And it keeps I know. It's four four two. Smash it long. Every 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 time I watch match of the day, Burnley's chances come from the opposition defenders and midfielders running towards their own goal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I love Chris Woods and I love Ashley Barnes. They're mm. no joke. They give yeah. people listen. Everyone wants to be Harry Kane dropping in the pockets half turn, half volley, spraying it like Son. But like Ashley Barnes and Chris Woods, Vidra as well. They're no joke of centre forwards. Like they call, they they make people uncomfortable. And it, you're saying that about Burnley. I know and it, you always hear Sean Dyson. You know what he's saying in his press conferences. He's, he's doing this press conferences. He's giving with his words about having money to spend. But now they've got genuine money, mm. cash ready to spend. So it'll be interesting to see with the funds he has available if he will spend them and go a different route away from four four two. Because I think he's the only manager in the Prem that plays four four two, like out and out. Do you know four four two? It's funny you say that because oh, really keep that. it's funny you say that because um, there's another podcast, um, Armchair Gaffers, that I listen to actually, and um, they're always talking about um, 442s coming back. <laughs> it's coming, yeah, back. it really is, yeah. And then um, I was watching Arsenal over the weekend, and the way they set up out of position, out of possession, was a 442. So it's, it's interesting to see, you know, 442 coming, coming back into it. and even on that, do you prefer, because for a long time, you know, it's been one up top now. I don't know when it changed. I think Chelsea... Yeah, 4-3-3, four, 4-5-1. Three, three, four, I feel like yeah. Chelsea messed it up, you know. That Robin and Duff thing. Yeah, like, they played. I think when, when they came... They, they just, were a scandal, yeah. It just became one up top all the time. Do you know what I mean? But do you yeah. prefer... And Drogba. It helps when you got Drogba. Yeah. Uh, no, I prefer playing with somebody else, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not... It's like... When you play with two good centre halves against two good centre halves, like I early on the season, um, I played against Derby, against Curtis Davis and Phil Jagielka. Mm. 
and they were constantly talking, talking, talking to, to each other um, about me. He's coming this side. He's coming that side. Open up, do this, do that. When the ball's in the box, vice versa, chatting to each other. So they always knew where I was. One was picking up, one was spare. But when you play with another set forward, they, you, there's no, you can't be free. Yeah. There's no centre-half free. It's one-on-one. It's this and that. There's movement in the box. But there's so much. There's so many ways that to skin a cat. I think some 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 teams, some managers love love following. They just love the facade of playing out from the back. It looks good. It looks good. Practicality wise, it doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to have the best players. Yeah, in those positions to be able to do that. Do you know what I mean? Not everybody has Bernardo Silva or Gundogan or De Bruyne or Laporte. Do you know what I mean? Or Ederson? Do, do, do you know what it is, though? I think it all comes down to to have being brave enough or being honest enough to say that we can't do it. We can't. It's not and for think, me. And, and, and I think that with, like I said, I don't like Burnley, but they ain't got the arrogance to be like, let's start playing out from the back and whatever, because no. we just don't have the players. And some might argue me that they do, but... You know they don't. So for you, if your if your team started all of a sudden playing at the back, are you one of those that just like just get rid, just kick it long? I'd be like, what are you? I'm like, I'd be like, what's what's happening here? When did we? What's going on here? I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. We want to play, like we want to play, but like that, like you, you, we need we need to risk assess. Like, <laughs> is it worth playing out? Like, or is it worth playing how we play? But like our gaffer, he likes to split and he likes to play. He, you know, have the centre backs split to drag in out midfielders to midfielders to get in the ball. You'll have midfielders drop in so that he can play straight over the front third. So, like he can play when we need to play. But like in terms of being like Man City, like their teams are generally try and replicate how they play. And and I sometimes think to myself, are you bantering? <laughs> Like, are you bantering? Are you like, are you well? What fair enough if you're trying to do it, but number two, it's like, come on, come on. But fair dues, like, some some players, like, some players respect it and will try and do it. Some players will be like, come on, like, is there not another way to do it? But loads of managers nowadays are like, there's no plan B, it's just trying, just trying to do plan A better, mm. keep doing plan A, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And most things now that you'll see when managers, um, if you're playing and teams make a mistake or someone gives away a goal or someone goes through and it, it leads to conceding, they take the flack. They're like, no, 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 this is how I want my team to play. This is this is on me. The mistakes they got are on me because this is how I want to play. So I can't I can't ask my players to play the gap. And then when they play the gap and make a mistake, lambast them. It's all about all about trying to get better. So it's class. I love I love both sides of the game. I love how Man City play. They play unbelievable, obviously Liverpool. Man City are totally possession, 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 possession based. Liverpool are as well, but their counter attack is frightening. Absolutely yeah. frightening. 3v3, 4v3, don't matter. It's crazy. I, I don't know how, like, you can't cope with them. Like, Liverpool, can't. I'm talking about, when they're all on, on yeah. court, there's no coping with them. Like, right now, no. it's funny because I was saying this as well last week that um, I was watching Match Today or something and they were talking about Salah. And then someone, I don't know, Shira, whoever it was that I was on, said um, Salah right now is the best player in the world. And normally when people say stuff like that, I'm like, why are you saying? But 
I couldn't even argue with it. I'd say, no, you know, he is. He is generally is. Fair enough. He's he's just playing on a different frequency right now. He's just he just like that ability. Like obviously, everybody who plays in the Premier League has pure ability. More more than more more ability than others. But when you have ability with confidence, you, you're getting Mo Salah. Mm. He believes he can generally do anything he hits or passes or touches is going to end up where it is, and that is in the top ends. You see what he done to Man City's defence? Chopped them up, cut inside, and then put it in the stanch. And those are like, defenders. They are, they are £50 million pound plus defenders, and he, and he sat them down. And then playing against Watford when, when Liverpool done them. Mm. I was like, are you joking me? It's it's incredible, like honestly, like when you see those boys and you're you're three v three or you're one v one, you're nine times out of ten they're going past you and it's a shot on target. It's just whether it goes in or not. Mm, mm. They're just I, on a different different planet. But it's so funny because someone, so me, I play non league sport, but that's like a million miles away from my ability or my level in my mind. Anyway, but for you, even though you're just a league below. Do you still look at them and just think, oh my gosh, that's just a million miles away? It's, uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Who was I having the conversation? I can't remember. So having the conversation with. I remember when you used to have. You used to what, what? What were we talking about? It used to be like. What was? What did he say? Well, I can't remember. I don't want to. What he said? He said to me, like from League One to Championship now. It's not really that different. Mm. Like it's a massive step up, massive like player player wise. It's a massive step up. But in terms of like, if you look at the teams now in League One, in terms of like fan base and away days and this type of a massive club, like Portsmouth and Charlton, Sunday, like you're getting 34,000 people each game. They can easily step back up to the championship. Will he stay there? Will he compete? Doesn't matter. But the step from now, the championship, the Premier League is huge. Mm. Like if you look at the Premier League table now, there's no like there's no one there. Like like maybe ten years ago, it used to be like oh you got top four, and then you've got another mini league, and then you've got the rest. Mm. Like now you've got like every team is is an unbelievable team. Like even if you look at Leeds now, like last year Leeds were absolutely flying, and then now they're having the, they're, they're they're not winning as many games as what they thought they would do. So if you're not on it there, you can be in so much trouble. And like, look at Norwich. Norwich, really, listen, my, two, two of my closest pals play for Leeds. I go and watch them all the time. And even the speed that they play at, to me, is like, oh my God, mm. unbelievable. And they're going toe-to-toe and they're finding it tough. Norwich, they ran away with the championship two years ago. Mm. Like they got promoted with like three, was it like three or four games left? No, like four, four or five, and then became champions with three games left. And then unfortunately this year they find the tough. I think it's like the Premier League. Like I think the Premier League is the pinnacle of everyone's career. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think obviously you have lads, you have players like Lewandowski and Muller and stuff like that, and 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 Ramos and stuff. It's they have played for top top clubs in their home countries. But I think if you give them the chance to play in the Premier League at a top club, they would do it. Yeah. I think it's the pinnacle, mate. It's just the standard of player is, is insane. Like oh, like I've I've been blessed enough, thank God, to play for, for Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. And 
all the Northern Ireland players I've played with who have played in the Premier League, they're just a cut above me. Oh, you know what? The it's, technical. It's, it's so funny that, that, I mean, not funny, but it's, it's really good insight hearing you say that because obviously you're all professional footballers at the end of the day. Yeah. For you to be able to, you know, play, play, play amongst them and just even have that thing and you just be like, yeah, they're cut above the rest. It's just really, really good. Yeah. That, so you mentioned Stuart Dallas, or you didn't mention him, but I know that's who you're talking about. Yeah. So when you was, like, when you're there at Northern Ireland, is it in training? Do you actually see that? No, nah, he's actually playing <laughs> at, at a different level. He's playing FIFA. <laughs> I'm, he's, I'm actually thinking he's playing FIFA. He's mm. running around playing FIFA. Johnny Evans is playing FIFA. Craig Cathcart is playing FIFA. <laughs> Steve Davis is playing FIFA. Like, and I'm just, I'm watching, like, and even before that, like, like even the likes of Chris Baird, mm. you will not see, so- Chris Baird's technique was scandalous. Chris Brunt, scandalous. Gareth McCauley, people who pr- probably thought his biggest attribute was, was getting on the end of, of crosses because he was nearly scoring 10 goals a season in the Premier League. His technique ability was, was unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the, big, the biggest thing that sep- I think that separates those types of players is obviously, like we've all, what I said before, we can all carry some sort of ability, but their, their self-awareness and their self-belief and their football IQ is unbelievable. Yeah. Always in space. Like right now we've got Tom Huddleston and when he plays in training, he's like, how is he always in space? How is he never under any pressure? Yeah. Like he's never, like you never see, like you never see him run down a blind alley. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or you never see him with his back to play running towards the sideline. He's always opened up and he's spraying balls, cutting the grass with his right foot. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can just tell. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm so I'm so happy that he he joined you lot, actually. He really really He's so good. And such a nice guy as well. Oh proper, proper top man. And 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 I speak to him regularly. And I remember even saying to you before he signed, I remember saying DMs, I was like any chance of you not signing him up, mate? Because I know, yeah. Because he was in training for ages, you know. Yeah, he was in training for ages, and I was just like, "This guy is a, this guy is mad." And you have all these, you have these people, you have people that say this all the time, right? Say, like, "Oh, he's getting, he's getting a bit older. Um, can't really, they can't really move. They can't really." I'm like, "I'm sorry, like they don't need to move because they're 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 already ten steps ahead up here." Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's I- just. It's it's frightening, like I, I was I was gonna like lean on that point. Actually, I was actually gonna bring up Tom. Um, it's we're now in a in a in a time where the older players just it's like they just kind of pass to the side, regardless of if they've got the ability or not. Do you know what I mean? So I had um, Maps Adrian Mariap on my podcast a couple of weeks back. Yeah, yeah. At the time, well, let, let me just say because I don't know if he's gonna come anyway. But he was out of contract at the time, free agent. And then I was talking to him, but he, he's someone that still actively plays for Jamaica. He's someone that yeah. has however many games in the Premier League, but probably because of his age, people just kind of maybe look at him and just think, nah, he, he can't do it anymore. Nah, not for me anymore, no. Yeah, because like, like, Tom Huddleston, he comes to training and he, he doesn't look out of place, I'm, I'm guessing. No, like he's, and he's, this is what I'm saying as well. Like, they're always the first ones in. They're always one of the last ones to leave. Mm-hmm. And they always set a good example. 
Do you know what I mean? Like long gone are the days now where where, where pros and that come in like still half cut or they're coming into training in their best gear because they've got a Tuesday club because they've got Wednesday off. Like you don't get those days anymore. Like obviously we all let our hair down and we have a good time, but the, like that type of environment and culture stuff is not there anymore. Like when I'm coming in a Cardiff, like I remember I used to come in and boys, like some of the lads used to say to me, like, what are you doing today? And I was like, I'm just going home to Diggs. Like, no, you're not. You're driving us in and about town. So I would have to, I, from training, I would have to phone my Diggs lady and tell her I don't need my dinner. Um, and then one of the lads, I won't name names because I'll keep it for my book. He put me on his car insurance. <laughs> put me on his, yeah, put me on his car insurance. And he said, when we phone you, you come and collect us. Like, that, you, don't, you don't get that anymore. Like, mm. lads are in for on their day off on Normatex and, and on, on the recovery machines. And then when I was coming through, like, it was all senior pro. It was like, a, remember the reserve league? You had a reserve league and then yeah. you had a first team mm-hmm. league. And if you didn't play or involved on a Saturday with the first team, you played on like a Monday afternoon or a Tuesday night for the reserves mm-hmm. and you had the tram break in. And you only had like four, four or five young lads. Everyone else was a senior pro. But now it's the opposite way, right? Like everyone's, there's no reserve league. You're under 23s. You've got a core of lads, like maybe 26, 27, 28. And then you've only got a couple of senior lads now. Mm. It's all youth. It's all all athleticism. It's all dynamic. Like before it was like, yeah, you can run really fast, but can you control the ball? Can you do this? Now it's like, we'll we'll teach you technique. Are you an athlete? Can you cover 11 plus K? Can you run a over a thousand high meters distance energy. Yeah. Like you see the Premier League now, Daps, it's it, you're like not only can they play football, they are athletes. Yeah. They're like like 400 meter athletes, 200 meter they're like it's ridiculous. But I, I still I still say there's no substitute for just experience, man. Having like, I, I'm a big I'm a big believer that you know you don't win you don't win things at that level unless you have a good, genuine mix. Because I remember I was talking to, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was talking to someone. And back in the day when I used to watch football, where all the top teams, it, it seemed like they all had a, a, a good crop of players who were always between the ages of 29, 33, like them kind of ages. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that, that was seen as the prime. Now they're talking about, you know, players coming into their prime at 23, 24. And I'm just like, wow, like, but you need, you need the older players. When you look at the Real Madrid, when you look at the, you know, PSGs, whoever, they've always got those experienced heads. And, and I just yeah. don't know how we've, how we've come so far away from that. That it's just, but maybe it's just the business of football. Maybe it's, it's more- I, mean, I think it's a business of football. I think a lot, a lot of it now as well. It's like, I don't, I think the culture of, of how, how people are man managed now as well. Some 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 places don't like big personalities. Yeah. Some people don't like experienced heads in the building that if they go toe to toe, they're going to get softened back. Some people like young lads that because they know when they speak, they're not getting them back. Like they're they're new in the game. They're learning their trade. Yeah. Like when I played under Dave Jones, well, not play when I was in and about the first team, like and Dave Jones was playing, Terry Burton was playing. Like the, the personalities that played in that dread, like we had Roger Johnson, Darren Purse, um, 
David Ford, um, Tony Capaldi, Kevin McNaughton, Gavray, Jay Boffroyd, like boys that would rip, would go, would go toe, to, you're going toe to toe, you give the ball away, you're going toe to toe in training, you're going toe to toe after the game. Like they have no bother of like having it out there and then. And then when Monday comes, it's been dusted, it's dealt with. We're only trying to win the game. Like I think now, like you can't you can't speak to people in those circumstances in that way anymore. Yeah. That type that that style of man management's gone, especially with under 23s, especially with all this, all the carnage now. You can't even you're not allowed to make young lads aren't allowed to move goals anymore, not allowed to make cups of tea, they don't clean boots, they don't they don't sweep the dressing room, they don't paint the the terrorists, they don't do any of that anymore. It's crazy because that's how I came up. I, I remember like coming up and the older the older players would always like because they're playing for like to, to pay their bills. Do you get what I'm saying? This is yeah, yeah. real life yeah. for them. So, you know, they used to rip one into me and and then but I'd take it. I remember one game. Yeah. I remember one game when I was young, I was coming on and I was playing left back. The centre midfielder had the ball. And I should have been there up, up higher, but I was still way back. He looked yeah, yeah, yeah. the ball and I weren't there. And then he absolutely killed me. But then I didn't do it again. I learned from it and we, we move on. After yeah. the game was, was having a drink in the clubhouse and whatever. But you're not allowed to do that. Again, last year, no. there was a game, I don't, I don't know if it was last year or the season before, Aubameyang was through on goal. And um, I think it was Ainsley McNamara's or one of the young players messed up the pass and it was a, it was a horrible pass. <laughs> but then yeah. Aubameyang ripped into him on the pitch. The next day, all over the media, it was like, oh, he's a senior player, he should know better. He's killing these young yeah. guys. I'm just like, what? Like, no. how did we get here? Like, when, when I was coming through, there was no social media. It was just the mm. evening newspaper, the local newspaper, and then obviously I had Sky Sports, but not as... That's how Sky Sports is now. Mm. But like, first, like when, because we trained a car, we were a Cardiff. We had two different um, training grounds. And when the gaffer, when the under, UFT manager used to say to you, you're, you're going to train with the first team. You're my, I was shaking. Lads were shaking. Because you know, if you messed up, nah, I don't want it. And I remember like early on in my career, we were doing like doing like we used to pick teams. Mm. Like I'll have this player, I'll have that player. Yeah. Like come to games, that's senior pros were like, we'll play with a man down. We don't want him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was standing there like, oh my God. And then the coach were like, nah, you've got to take him. And then give the ball away, screaming, not good enough. Get him off. Blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, oh my God, this is absolutely mad. Jimmy Floyd has, I used to clean Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's boots. Mm. Um, and I still remember that day, it was like Deodorus, they were like a shiny blue and had like a silver Deodorus sign. And I was washing them and one day I remember he came in and he, 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 he chucked them on the floor and he was like, what is this? And I was like, what? I said, like, Jimmy, they're clean. She said, no, nah, they're too wet. <laughs> they're too wet. And I was like, they're too wet? And then as time went on and on and on and then obviously Christmas time came and he got your tip and he tipped me well. He was like, you looked after my boots. You looked after my boots. And it was the same with Christmas dues. Because back like now, Christmas do young lads don't really go. Christmas do isn't really a thing anymore. You have more lads that won't want to come than do come. But mm. Christmas do back then was like, yeah. this is this is a sanctified thing. You, you've got to go. And back then, I remember first uh, 
couple of Christmas dues I had. Do you remember Mark Kennedy played for Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Mark Hudson. Yeah, the defender was at Huddersfield and he was my captain at Cardiff. They were just like, you're in charge of the kitty. And I was like, what? Like, you're in charge of the kitty. Like, when the, when the senior lads want a drink, you're not going to be sitting down. You get the senior lads a drink. So I was like, right, okay, no problem. So that was like, that was like Saturday, Sunday. And then at the end of it, they said, whatever's left in the kitty, just you keep it. That wasn't fortunes, but it was enough. But like around that time, around when it was Christmas due, the, like they sort of said, they like, we were hard on you for a reason, but they always looked after you. Like Jed Boffroy was on my case flat out when I played. Like a couple of times I wore his boots pre-season. Like, you know what pre-season's like anyway? I wore his boots in pre-season to break them in for him. But like, he always looked after me with boots. So when Butch used to come in, he used to give me a pair. Yeah. And the youth team lads were like, how the hell did you get a hold of them? And I was like, well, I'm Jay's boot boy. And then he used to always sort me out. But he was always hard on me. Mm. But I liked it. I loved it. I loved the lads. Because I knew, like, if first team lads were to add my name in their mouth, then they were then we were having good chat, we were having good banter. Still had to help the kit man out and stuff, even when I was a Simon Senior Pro. Still had to help the kit man out. Yeah. But now, like, you can't, there's no, like, the young lads... Maybe you carry stuff from the bus to the dressing room and back. You're not picking up sloggies and that and senior pros dirty tiles. But you're not do doing. You're not doing any, none of that anymore. It, it, it's a. It's a. I feel like it. It teaches you and it, and it kind of just humbles you. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you, it hardens your daps. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you need that because now you get to. Yeah. When it comes to match situations and in the game, like at least you know that we're in it together. Do you get what I mean? They're still just yeah, together. Yeah, 100%. Thing. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know, man. This Hopefully, well, I can't see it. It was, it was true, though. But it won't change because I knew, like, when I even when I signed a pro contract, because of the atmosphere that was in the first-team dressing room, I, I didn't feel like a pro. Dave Jones used to say to me, he said to me, he said, don't you dare become a pro before you're an actual pro. He said, I ain't having it. And I remember we played, um, we played Leicester, playoff semi-final at home. Swear to beat Reading away. Was it Reading away? Then we had to play Leicester at home and it went all the way to penalties. We beat them in penalties. And the lads were going out. Dave Jones said, Don't you go out. He said, If I find out you're out, you're in trouble. I was like, What's this playoff final? Like, what's going on? Me being me, went out, found out. I was in his office. He was going mad. He said, I told you not to go out. Mm. Got punished. I had to come in er like early and stay late. But that was just the thing. But I had this conversation with someone else. The other week, like as much as football is a job, and like I, I want my two boys to play football if if they ever become like that way inclined. And for me, as a parent, sending my kids off to an establishment like it's a professional work environment. Mm. Sport is so different. Like I like I've probably I've seen more naked men <laughs> yeah, yeah. than than any than anything. I've heard language. I've heard conversation. That maybe you wouldn't get in an every other day working environment. HR would be on the phone every other every other day. You have, like I understand that people think yeah, we have to you have to pick up other people's dirty stuff. You have to do this. You have to do that. Like you have to clean dirty mugs. Hold on, man, that's not really good enough. Like I understand, like in the broad scheme of things, in other works of life, that might be the case. But in this case, like I think it humbles you one because. You're unfortunate, and two, you need something to bring it down to ground. Because if you let, if you go away with the fairies, mate, it's hard to come back. Yeah, 
No, I, I think that's what I think that's why I still play, to be honest, even at non-league yeah. level, because that brotherhood and that banter in the changing rooms is unrivaled. Honestly, it's that she can't get it. Honestly, it's it's just so. I think I, I I prefer that more than the actual football. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Like, I'll miss yeah. that. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'll miss that more. And even so, I was out like, injured for a couple of weeks, and and I was only injured for like two, three weeks, maybe maybe four. I came back in the change room, and it was just it was just like oh, I'm just here. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah, yeah, and you know you get. Like, like you said, some of the things you hear in a traditional workplace. <laughs> hey, Charles. You're right, aren't you? You're gone. You get your P60 and you're gone. Yeah. Thanks for your services. Zero recommendation. Off you go. Mm. But like football, it's laughed off. But the chat's not even like that anymore, Daphs. Like, it's gone are the days of like putting DP in people's moisturizer or doing mad <laughs> stuff with a toothbrush. Do you know what I mean? Like, those uh. days are gone or cutting someone's gear up. Like, obviously, the generations change social media is there so most of the lads are like this in their phones or they've got pre-activation to do or they've got to do some type of testing or like football changes so much and it wasn't until like I heard remember obviously you know David Bentley when he was like I just just retired I just had enough football wasn't the same Yeah, coming in getting rubs just wasn't the same and I guess we'll see what he says like football's changing in the past 10-15 years completely from when I come through to 10, 15 years in the future, mm. it's going to be so, so different. Do you, um, I ask this question a lot to, to players. Um, do you still, obviously, I still would like to think that you enjoy football, but is it more of a job at times? Like, are there, really, are there times where you're just like, oh, gosh, I've got to go, you know, just in terms of getting motivated, because when you're young and you're, you're full of your know, life, it's just like you're just happy to be out there. Yeah. Is that still the case yeah. now? Or is it more a job and I've got a job to do? I need to feed my family. I need to, you know. Yeah, of course. Like, first and foremost, I said this last time when I'm playing football, like, for the, when I speak to Majin, I'm like, what's what's the deals being offered here? Like, what's going on? Where, where am I? Like, I, I want to play at the highest level. I want to do everything I can. But first and foremost, got a beautiful wife. I've got two beautiful children. My family, my family need looked after first and foremost. I'll never be, I'll never apologize for that. Mm-hmm. But like the day it started, like, like I, everyone, we all used to love playing football, playing football, going across, went on trial across the water. It was brilliant. Playing youth team football. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And then you could become a pro and you start playing. And you're like, fuck, you're like, right. Okay. Three points on the line here. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, like you've, you've got to win. There's expectation here. Then you've got, obviously, the expectation of the fans. Who will, if you're not representing the club how they think you should, or they're not as entertained as they have been the week before or the week before that, they're going to let you know. Then you've got to deal with injuries. Mm. Then you've got to deal with lack of form. And then you've got to be in and out of the team. So, like, you get smacked with reality of, like, like this is this is this is this is no joke. Mm. Like this is no joke. Like there's days where I'm like, like, like today when I'm at, when we were trying to message today, I'm like, it's like, it's like ten to six. I've been in the training ground for about seven hours. Yeah, and I'm like, right, okay, no problem. Now to 
a traditional job on what you're in work for seven hours. That's like, well, yeah, I understand like, that that can sound crazy, but like that's that's not the way in football. And then I'm like toying, like I'm arguing with myself. Like, I've got to go in early. I've got to make sure I'm sweet. I've got to stretch. I've got to I've got to get up earlier. Then I'm fighting with myself to get in the ice bath. I'm like, I don't really need it today, but no, I've, not, I've got to, You've got to get in. You've got to give yourself every opportunity. So understand what you're saying. It's the love of the game that I had there from when I was like 18, 7, 16, 17, 18. No, but but that's because the expectations gone up. The demand levels have gone up. Do you know what I mean? Like you see, like I people say this all what every like what, what problems does Ronaldo have or Messi have from like no, it's it's all relative to your situation. They're all going to have their own problems. Do you know what I mean? They're all fighting their own stuff. People who think Manny, Ronaldo went back to Man United just on a off Ferris wheel just to be there. No, he's, he's still going to have his his doubts. He's still going to have stuff to go through and he's still going to have his ups and downs. It's just the, the perspective that you have. But no, I, I completely understand what you're saying. It's not like, oh, Jesus Christ, I've got to go to work here or fuck me, I've got football away, I've got to play Stoke away or I've got to play... Well, he was the fir- he's the furthest game away last season. Right, well, this season we've got to, we've got to go to Cardiff away. Got to fly to Cardiff away. Like it's not that bad, but the 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 it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like it's not that anymore because the expectation is so high. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that that is one thing that people think with with um, football players that you know they get paid. It's the old thing of they get paid all this money. You know they got no choice but to be happy and whatever. But away from it all, you are still a, a normal human being who has to deal with oh, a yeah. level of expectation. And you're not there by by chance. You work hard. No. And, and staying there is a thing. So when fans are maybe on your back or just saying, ah, oh, he's rubbish, he's blah, 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 blah. I personally don't like to do that because I understand. Yeah. And even then, I don't even understand what it takes to be at that high, higher level. But, you know, for, for players to actually come out and perform under the pressure that they do in this day and age, it's crazy. So w- w- when they're doing it, you just got to just give them their fair due. Like you mentioned Ronaldo. I can't imagine the pressure Ronaldo feels to perform. I, 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 Welcome I, back I, out to Old Trafford again. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine that. But he does it. Do you know what I mean? That's, I, that's what I'm saying, mate. Really aside. It's the, the, mindset, mate, the mindset of these players is a scandalous. It's scandalous. Yeah. It's like SAS level. Like you always, I watch that program thinking to myself, how the f- how do these give how what how how do mm. they get through this? Because they're just they're just they're just a different breed. Mm. They're not a different breed. Everyone says you can't treat like what Mr. says you can't treat people like that. I'm like, Don, yeah, I know, but you're just not you're not cut from that cloth. Mm. Like that's just a different breed. Some people react to positive ways to being told how they're being told, but it's not for everybody like that. Like Signing back from Man United as Ronaldo, getting the number seven shirt, walking back out at Old Trafford. Scandalous, walking out that tunnel, but then he does what he does and scores winner. Do you know what I mean? It's it's incredible. But no, you just you deal with you deal with mad stuff. But like major all the majority of the fans, like you'll you miss a chance, oh my god, that like you'll get the raw emotion there and then. You give away a ball, you'll get the raw emotion. Listen, I'm the same. I I go and watch football match. I go and watch my kids. They, they do something mad. They get the raw emotion there. But when when the dust settles mm. and you come back round, then you're like, okay, well, at least at least they've tried their best. No one goes yeah. out to lose. 
it's the minority of continued on to the social media platforms, continue it on and keep it going. And you're like, where does this come from? Like nobody means to do anything bad. No one means to do anything like that. So the pressures that you play under as, as any, obviously everyone goes through their own pressures, whether you're in real estate, whether you're in, whether you're in banking, whether you're in anything, you're, your own business, that's the thing. It just so happens that, that, that sports people, when they're under pressure, they have 50, 60, 10, 15,000 people watching live. Mm. There's no rewind. There's no, let's go again. It's, it's happening there and then. How do you deal with, with that with, with that sort of stuff? So great example. Don't need to bring it up, but you skied a pennant, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just got to no doubt you will probably get it. You, okay, let's, let's, let's I weren't gonna bring it up, but at that moment, what's going on? <laughs> I can laugh, but when I saw it on Sky, I was just like, I didn't know what the score was, I didn't know whatever. I was watching Sky, I was like, oh yeah, go on, Josh, he's gonna put this in. And you sky it, yeah. I'm like, what? Because you obviously yeah. know how to take a penny, but it's just yeah. one of those things like what was going through your mind in that moment? So, so, so we went 1-0 down, scored the equaliser, and I was like, right, okay, no problem. I'm having a decent game. I feel okay here. Mm. Second half, we were on top. Malik goes free, gets brought down, penalty. I'm thinking, happy days. Haven't missed the penalty. Yeah. Haven't missed the penalty. So yeah. I'm thinking, I'm slotting it in. I'm, it's been a long time, though. One. Long time, long time, yeah. So, but my, oh, sorry, my penalty, especially my penalties for Hull, haven't missed. Mm. Shootouts, whatever, haven't missed. So I'm thinking, here we go, easy. No problem. This is your routine, no problem. I'm not worried about the fans, I'm not worried about people back in the stadium, thank no problem at all. So, and this is how I know, this is how I know that I missed. So I was like, right, well, I normally go keepers left, my right, slot as hard as you can, keepers left, my right. And then as I got the ball in my head, I was thinking, no, I'll just blast it. Mm. And then I was fighting with myself. I was arguing with myself in my head. And I set the ball down and I walked back and I'm still like, am I going to side film? I'm going to blast it. I'm going to side film. I'm going to blast it. I said, okay, I'm going to blast it. And then by the time I thought about it, the referee blew his whistle. And then as I was running up, I said, side foot it, side foot it, side foot it, side foot it, side foot it. And then last minute, as I planted my foot, I said, just try and cut across it. Oh. So I didn't blast it. I tried to like cut across it. Mm. And, I, and, and I've hit it and as I've come up I've, I've fucking missed I said I knew I had it sweet sorry excuse my language I said I knew I had it sweet but I knew it missed and then as my head come up it just gone and I was like oh my god and I wasn't annoyed with the fans shouting or anything mm. like you deal with that I was annoyed at myself I was like I was, I was fighting with myself I was like I'm arguing with myself I said every penalty I've hit I haven't done that. I know what I'm going to do. I was like, even if the keeper saves it, at least I was true to myself. Mm. But I was arguing with myself. And then even the bigger one was like, because I watch players all the time. I'm like, how do, how do you miss the target? Mm. How do you miss the target from 12 yards? Are yeah. you joking me? And I was like, Josh, no, you didn't even make the keeper work. And then I, I watched it over and over. And I was like, the keeper didn't even move. He stood still. I said, even if I had a P rolled it in, it was going in. But I just had to deal with it. Like, I'm not on Twitter. I, I stepped away from Twitter because I was I was arguing back and forth with people, and I was like, pe- I was like, people don't need my happiness. People don't deserve to steal my happiness. Yeah. So I was like, I'll step away from that. Um. Obviously, I got messages on Instagram. Um. But I didn't reply to those. I just blocked them. Mm. And all I see is the first. 
you and then dot 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 <laughs> dot dot and then i'm like okay delete 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 but um no i think just growing growing old like when i was younger like the expectation of playing used to really get to me but now like that penalty miss is 100 like it is what it is you missed the penalty do you know what i mean no one means to miss mm. but i'm more so annoyed at myself more than than dealing with anything mm. anything like on the fans wise because then two days later we had an open day then we had a, like an hour and a half signing session so it was at the table can you sign this please what the hell were you doing the other night yeah I like, yeah i know i know i missed the penalty but it just it just is what it is do you know what i mean mm. but i know what you're saying it's actually like dealing with it was mad but the thing is yeah before we move on from that more about the, the your, your what was going on in, in your head yeah why was it different that time do you know was it just a random thing where you just started second guessing yourself so in, I always do penalties during the week. So I always, so I don't do them Monday, Tuesday. We have a day off Wednesday, and I'll do them Thursday, Friday. Um, and I was, and when I was striking them, I was striking them clean. Even if the the goalies that were in that, so we have good goalies. By the time they reacted, it was already past them. Mm. And I was thinking about that. I had three penalties towards the end of last season, and I went down the middle, and the keep at the same again. The keeper. By the time he reacted, it went in. But I was thinking to myself, no, because he might stand up. More goalies now are standing up. Mm-hmm. I was like, just go back to what you do. And then I couldn't just make my mind up in that situation. For some reason, I was just fighting with myself. Normally, like it happened before when I was when playing away at crew, come on, same thing happened last season. Penalty. I was like, I'm going to go. I said, he said, no, smash it. I said, even if it's saves it, just smash it. Made my mind up, smashed it, it went in. But as I, even when I was running up, I was still toying with myself yeah. and I didn't fully do my run and stuff and I knew then. So after that, well, like if another penalty comes up, I'll still grab the ball. Like that won't, like missing it, like it won't bother me. But I have, I just have to stay true to myself. I don't know why I've done it. It was mad. That's yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely sure it mad. Happens. It happens. It happens. No, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Just, just hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah, just make sure that, you know, next one that comes, you just, you know, do what you need to do. I mean, you might get a couple goalkeepers watching this thinking, okay, I know what he's going to do now. So... Head <laughs> <Yeah>, over. <laughs> so, hopefully not, but um, you actually are playing West Brom tomorrow. Oh, no, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. So you're playing West Brom Wednesday, right? So looking forward, we're going to do a little preview of that game now. West Brom are obviously... I think they're third. Are they third? I think they might be third. I think it might be third in the league and, you know, a sure, a sure favourite, let's just say, to go back up. Mm-hmm. You guys are, you know, are fighting for it right now, to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to say it like that. What's going to be, is it, what's the current mindset or the current, um, what's the word, morale like in the, in the camp in regards to tomorrow's game? Because you know it's going to be a very, very tough game. But like you said, in the Championship, as hard as it is, we can and anyone can can beat anyone can beat anyone, yeah. So what's it what's it been like trying to prep for this game, knowing who you're coming up against? Just obviously there's loads of things happening, like because it's a bit of obviously apprehension, like to do well, like to do to do yourself and the team justice, do you know what I mean? Because I'm one of those ones, like I can I can deal with fans saying that you're rubbish, right? Don't you know I mean like if that's your opinion, not a problem, you're rubbish. What really, really, really would get me down is if my teammates looked at me and thought, 
oh, he's on the team sheet now. Mm. Like, I'm, like they have no trust in me. Like that's as long as my teammates look at me and go, yeah, he'll he'll give it a good go. I know what I'm getting from him. That's fine. I can deal with that. So it's apprehension of making sure that you don't, you can you can you can contribute something. So if if I'm playing on Wednesday and a couple of touches come off me, right? Okay. Well, at least I know Bart and Clark aren't going to have an easy time if it gets smashed forward. There's not going to win a clean header. Like okay. just just bring something to the table that you that your teammates can feed off. That, that's what I'm thinking. Because fo- football's mad. Sometimes, like when you maybe on a bad result, is it better playing away from home? Is it better trying to get their home fans on top of them? Because mm-hmm. they're going for promotion. Their mindset will be probably their mindset's probably. Let's be honest. Now their fans are probably thinking they're playing the team that's third from the bottom. We're third from the top. Their expectation is to come beat us. Yeah. So. 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes goes in. The longer it goes on, the we can hold them in the game. Like, you know what, you know what, you know what's like expectation. If it's not there, the fan, they're going to let you know. Like, what's going on here? Mm. Um, and then you can try and take advantage. And then we're also thinking, I'm thinking, like, if I'm playing, I'm going to have to come back a lot because they do long throws. That means they're both center backs are going to come up, and I'm going to have to come back and I'm going to have to defend. So come Win, lose, or draw. When I'm in the dressing room in 90 minutes, my body's going to be in tatters. Mm. Probably going to twist an ankle. Most likely get stood on. And I'm just, I'm just getting us. We're just getting ourselves prepared for an all-out battle. Mate. As well as we're trying to play football, West Brom are a battling team. Mm. Six foot plus boy, boys who are willing to stick it all in the line. Yeah. And then you're trying. Then the gaffer will obviously be trying to. Come up with a plan. You'll be you'll like you'll be watching film now. Like I was leaving there at six o'clock, and him, the assistant manager, the goalie coach, and the coach were there. They'll be watching film. Why scout with the analysis guy? Like where where do their chances against come from? And then he'll be going to the game plan tomorrow for the team that's starting um, to try and overcome it. And then he'll try and implement it to us. So there's a lot that goes on to go into a game. Like some some people I talk to think that we just show up, you get given the team, and then you just go and perform. I'm like, no, 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 guys, no, that doesn't happen. Like, so much will be going in. But there's, like, because I, obviously, we experienced it last season. Like, there's two different types of nervousness. Last season, we were nervous because we were high flyers. Everyone wanted to catch us. So our our nervousness came from, we have to perform and win. Now, this season is, we have to perform and do ourselves justice. Yeah. So, trying to to get your head around it, it's fine. Try to think about too much. Try to think about it. The outcome you try and think about anything beyond the the game that's actually being played, it's it's pointless. You just try and try and do as much as you can when you're playing it. Mm, yeah, I mean to be honest, um, it's not TV, is it? Oh, nice. Champions League on as well. Oh, is it? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But um, when I look at that game, you know, there's so many different styles with the with the top with the top team. You've got Bournemouth who like to play, you know, really good football and whatever. Full yeah. of yeah, but like you said, West Brom are just so physical. When I watched it, it, so physical, man. it literally is just about they battle first and then win the game. But you just got to, yeah. first and foremost, when you're playing against them, you just got to win your battle. Do you know what I mean? Just so, win the battle. You know what? If you need to give me, you know, McCann's number, I can just, you know, chip in. And, <laughs> and, and do the yeah, give us your, <laughs> yeah. you'll but take nah, someone out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get him in. He'll have it, yeah. he'll have it. 
that you hopefully you lot come away with something. I really want you lot to 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 come away with something because obviously you're playing, you've got huds there, so you know it's going to be a, a decent game, and I'm going to look out for the scores. Are you home or away? No, we're away, mate. Are you away? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a good stadium. Yeah, you, you might be looking at a five. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Are you idiot? I'll hold you down, yeah. No, 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 never, no, never. No, no, joking. Never. But um, very quickly, two more things to touch on right before we leave. Um, obviously, today, we're recording this on Monday, Tottenham have parted ways with Nuno. Number one, <sighs> were you expecting that? Um, no. Really? Why's that? Yeah, four months, that's... And he was uh, manager of the because, month in August. And he was manager of the month in August. But this is but that's this is what I don't understand, right? And I was thinking to it and have the beauty of talking, listening to talk sport when I travel in from Manchester to Hull, right? And I, I, I listen to some people about this expectation and that expectation, right? Okay, no problem. Okay, I get it. Like, I think that pe- some people think that a manager's free just phone him, give him what he wants, get him in the door. Mm. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, the board and Daniel Levy would have done their due, due diligence on every manager. They would have sat down with him in a room and they would have said, what's your plan for Tottenham? How do you wish to play? What, how are you going to spend our money? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? And when they've come out of the meeting, they've all gone, I like what he has to say. Now, whether the results at that time are, are coming across with how the meeting was, then that's that's not the case. That's maybe not the case. Or maybe the team is playing how the manager wants and really play, but the results just aren't there. You just don't know. Mm. But like, these board members and these, the chief exec, they vetted the managers that came in. For some reason or not, they thought it was time to part ways. Then you've always obviously got to deal with players' lack of form. You've got to deal with injury. You've got to deal with all that. You've got to, pe- you've got to get people to buy in as a manager to what you want. Mm. sometimes that doesn't happen so for me going forward I think for me if I, if I was Tottenham if I was in charge of Tottenham I would give it to Ram Mason for no time scale I would just say Ram look I would be honest with him I would just say Ram look you might not you're probably not on our plans to be a manager yet we're looking for a successful manager and we need to find one but you're in charge now I wouldn't make a decision so hastily on Conte or anyone I would let him play and I would do a proper breakdown of what I want Tottenham Hotspur to be. Because Nuno Santos, he never played open, expansive football. He played counter-attacking football and was well-drilled at Wolves and he tried to bring that to Tottenham and they didn't want that. Brought Jose Mourinho in, didn't want that. Do you know what I mean? They got rid of Pochettino, they took him to the Champions League final. They didn't want that anymore. So, like, you need to find what you really want to be as Tottenham Hotspur. And then you have to find a manager and then you have to give that manager time and, of course, investment. Yeah. Because uh, people are talking about Conte, but, like, what about the Ajax man- uh, manager? Who's that? Or, yeah, or jo- uh, Joachim Lowe. Mm. He's not a German anymore. He's just the dealing with young players. He's just a success. So I don't really know. I don't really know what they're going to do, but that's what I would want to do because hiring and firing ain't going to work. Yeah. I'll, the, 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 the Premier League's going, you're finished 10th. Trust me, the, the, the reason why I haven't brought this up now is because this might be a little bit of a touchy subject. Because obviously, you know, I want to talk about the perception of when a manager's under pressure versus the reality of what it's actually like at a club. So, yeah, 
you know, I don't want to speak, you know, to whether or not your gaffer's under pressure or whatnot, but people people might look at um, might look at it from outside thinking, oh, the players have they're not playing for him anymore or or whatever. Mm. But does it ever really get like that for you as a player where you know a manager you might hear that a manager's under pressure or whatever, but does it ever really get like that yeah. with behind closed? Yeah. Yeah, but I've listen for for us and our gaffer, like you can't our gaffer looks after treats us so well and with so much respect. So our gaffer, regardless of what the score, last two seasons ago, we got beat at nil off Wigan in the championship. Yeah. And our gaffer did not dig anybody out. Mm. Did not dig, half time, full time, nothing. Not even in the meeting. It was all we, us. Our gaffer doesn't work. We'll never point a finger. We'll never do that. So when we lose, we all lose. It's not you and us, do you know what I mean? Like I've never seen that. With at, at this club, obviously you'll have speculate. Media can't help themselves but talk and all that. Well, Archie, do you know what I mean? But I I know players that have played on the managers who have lost the dressing room. Mm. They'll be like, he's lost the plot. He's made it us against them, or what he's trying to do isn't working, and they're just like, I'm not having this anymore. Yeah. And then subsequently, the first person to go is always the manager. He might he's not the one playing, but managers are always the first ones to go. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I've heard and I've talked to people who have been at clubs um, over the years, and 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 I've seen it, and I've seen it, and they've been like, yeah, and I'll be like, yeah, you could tell, yeah, yeah, it's, it's mad, it, isn't it? How it can happen? It's 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 such a tough one because even when we talk about Tottenham, you know, um, Nuno's gone. I, I expected it to happen only because of the fans' reaction at Man, against Man United. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, like yeah. no way you, you could survive that. <laughs> no way. That, no, booing, no. that booing was well, so all he loud. did. All he survived it. All he survived it. I guess uh, Liverpool. I feel like Oli is just a different. He's got a different engine behind him. I don't know what it is, but he just manages to just always, you know, bust case. So well, saying that he beat Tottenham, and then he'll. I bet you. I bet you he'll get a team performance against Atlanta that will be convincing. Mm, mm. And they'll win. Do you know what I mean? But. I I don't know, but yeah, it's like after those that that was toxic. After mm. they got beat off United, wasn't it? That was yeah. that was real. But I, I'm that one of those real. That, that was really real. I'm one of those that's like, as much as it was a bad, you know, performance or whatever. Sometimes I like to maybe I'm a fool for this, but sometimes players actually need to take like the blame responsibility. Yeah, because yeah. some of the some of the performances from some people is just absolutely embarrassing and it's, it's just not yeah. good enough. Do you know what I mean? The manager can only do so much, but once you pass that line and get on the pitch, you've got a job to do. And sometimes it'll just yeah. be as if the players took responsibility for that sometimes. Yeah. But for me anyway. I don't think, I don't think you'll ever get that with those types of players, will you? I don't know. I feel that's... That, that elite, elite level. Mm-hmm. They'll be thinking... We should be coaching that better, so directly. Mm, probably, probably. I don't like you're know. never going. You're never. Are you going to get Harry Kane coming out saying it was my fault? I don't think you are. Are you? Nah, but it's, it's not funny. He'd be thinking, I need better players around me. I need better systems around me. No, uh, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. And I, I don't it's like. Mad, though. But, you know, managers. No, are but always... is this going? Is this going to be the way it's going to go? Though, where? No managers get time anymore. 
it's actually out of the norm for managers to get time. I feel like it's, it's been like that. So Oli is just an exception to the rule right now, I reckon. And I'm not saying Oli should yeah. have gone or whatever. Like, that's a different conversation. No. But when you look at... If you follow the timeline... Yeah, he's... Any other place, he, he would have unfortunately lost his job. And you don't want ever, anyone to ever lose his job, do you know what I mean? Exactly. But, yeah. that, but that just seems the way it, it, like, it goes. You're at a big club or you're at a club and the next expectations out there, okay, we'll change it. But do you know what I, someone said to me the other day, I don't know if you agree, they said if David Moyes wasn't manager of Man United already, they'd be calling for him to go to Man United now. Probably. Well, probably. See, that's so mad, isn't it? But, but I, why I, does I he thought, do so well? I thought at the time they got rid of... I feel like there were some mistakes he made at United. I remember yeah. in one transfer window when he first came, I think he got rid of Evra, Vidic and Ferdinand at one time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That in itself yeah. is just... You just don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just, you just it's downhill after that, isn't it? Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? And But I, I feel like after... Um, I don't think United were ready for how it's going to be after Sir Alex. I don't, I don't think they're ready. People don't realise how good he was. Yeah. I, I, People I just, don't realise how good he was. Mm. But it's, it's, it's crazy because Moyes goes on now and you, you see what he's doing at West Ham. And he's doing a, a, a really, really good job. Like, Unbelievable, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. West Ham are a team people don't really want to be playing right now. I don't want to play them. No. Michael yeah. Antonio's playing like R9, mate. I'm telling you, mate. Like, he's a proper number nine now. Yeah. He's an animal, mate. He's an animal. He's and an animal. Do, do, do you know what's so, so funny? You can see that you come from non-league. But yeah. when, I, when I first saw him, I was thinking, ah... He's a bit too... He's not cultured. He's not... But you can see the improvements over the years. And now he's a genuine yeah. handful. Genuine number nine in, in yeah. who demands that respect of a Premier League striker. Really. Yeah. For, for, like, people do not... Center halves don't want to play against this guy. And if they don't take him serious, you're an absolute fool. Mm. Yeah. You're a fool because he'll do some... Cre- he's got mad strength. He's fast. And he can dribble. Mm. Yeah. And and you can he finishes me. Can put it in the in the back of the net now. So yeah, like one no. last thing. Right, go on. If you want to skip this, just say skip it. What do you think I'm going to ask you about? I've no idea. Your contract. Oh my contract! Yeah. <laughs> so listen, we ain't going to talk about this too in, in too much depth, but. I don't want to talk about if you're going to sign or not. Forget that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about yeah. it. I want to talk about, like, if it's ever frosty while negotiations are going on. Like, because oh, any, contract, yeah. any contract that I've ever signed, it wasn't... Uh, I, I was always just... Oh, how convenient. Yeah. Back, yeah, I, I was just always, you know, happy to be there. Like, oh, yeah, just... just you know what I mean? It weren't really a negotiation. But when you get at your level, is it a thing of, oh, we're negotiating, but it's a frosty, like, it's just tense. Do you know what I mean? In, in, within the yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> like, look, listen, I've, I've, my agents, I've been my agent for like, since I was pro, mm. never let me down, never will let me down. Um, and there's only ever, I won't name the club, but there's only one, there's one club I signed for. And when we were doing negotiations for me to go there, um, it's not Hull 
That's what I'll give you. But when I was doing negotiations to go there, um, they were like, no, 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 this, this is the budget. This is what's on. This is what's going on. This is fine. This is no problem, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, okay, no problem. If that's the case, let's do this. Let's do that. Um, and sign a contract. And then boys being boys, talking about contracts in, mm. in the club was like, no, no. So I was like, that can't be true. <laughs> so then I phoned my agent, and then my agent done a bit digging, and then it came true. And I was mm. like, no, 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 no. I ain't having this. I'm not having this. So we came back around again where it was like, they had to come to me then about like, would would you like to extend? And we were like, well, yeah. But if we're extending, we're, ha- we're having the property extended into like, nothing astronomical, but like yeah, yeah. Playing, playing every week, you need to be in the ballpark of players who are in your position. Mm. And I had to done it. And that was the only time where I thought to myself, they, they got me, they done me. They got me good there. They got me good there for a couple of years. But then long way around, it came back. But I've never been in a situation where you don't sign, you're not playing. Mm. Or I've never been in a situation where I've had to go into the manager and go, what are you offering me here? Mm. Are you taking the mic? Are you joking me? I've, I've been really fortunate and blessed to never, never do that. I've seen players like, if you don't sign this, you're not playing. And they're like, yeah, well done. And they're training with the youth team. Yeah. I know, they're over the training on their own. But like in terms of those negotiations, contract, it's always hard. And you always, when you're contract negotiations and you're already at the club, you always get the gaffer come say, you signed a contract yet? What's going on? What's a hold up? Speak to your agent. What's going on? You're being too greedy. <laughs> and then you just know that you're doing the dance. You're doing the dance. They don't know really what you would have signed for. And you you don't know what they would have given you. Mm. Once, once you're ready to meet in the middle, as long as everyone's happy, you sign the contract and then that's it. Yeah. Oh man, I always, I always wonder at, at, at the top level when they say they're in negotiations, and you know, one person says, "No, that's not good enough." You know, they still got to go and play the game. They yeah, still, uh, be amongst you know the club officials and everything. So I always wonder. Oh if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a bit, uh... yeah. But the thing is, you tr- yeah, you try, you try, like you try and like you try and reject and say no, but without saying no. So like you get a contract offer instead of saying, "I ain't saying that." It's like. We, we, we thank you for your offer and, and your recommendation, but we view Josh's mm-hmm. progress and value to the team to be at this level. Do you know what I mean? Some At some places, they might be as comfortable as just saying, no, we want this. No, I want that, blah, blah, this. But how my agent works is like, like never burn a bridge. Never, never do that. So we just always go around and then at the end of it, you, you always get that handshake. Yeah. Like smiling in the background, <laughs> but whatever happened before then, you don't know. You just you just have no clue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully it all gets. To, like, you do want to stay, though, right? Oh yeah, that's got no problem staying here. Oh, okay, Family's cool. happening here, but obviously we've got the rumors about the takeover that through the spanner. So you don't know. Yes. You don't know what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I was literally reading about that yesterday. I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. Okay, well, very, very quick. When you hear stuff like that, then, mm-hmm. what does, does that actually kick you into, oh, I'm going to sign before this happens? Or is it a thing of, hmm, actually, no, let me wait to see what happens? Yeah. Well, you know what it's like? Like, you, you could, a new owner could come in, do you know what I mean? And could just say, no, nah, we don't want you. Yeah. There, there's a pay, there's a pay off you go. And you could be like, what? Or a new owner come in and just be like, take a shiny and say, no, I want to keep you. What, mm-hmm. what, what can we do? So, like, you could, like, 
I could go and say to the gaffer or say to the owner now, look, I'm in coming up the last six months of my contract, what's going to happen? And they could just say, I haven't got a clue. The club's, club's possibly in the middle of being taken over. We need yeah. to wait for that. Do you know what I mean? So it might not even be worth your while even asking. Mm. It's just when a takeover happens, it's mad. But I've seen in the press that we're doing uh, their due diligence and then it'll have to be vetted by the EFL. So mm. you don't know if it could be in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. Just the owners, you just don't know. You just yeah. don't know where you stand, mate. Yeah, you know what, lad? It's so, what I will say before we wrap up is it's so refreshing because I do, you can imagine, I do podcasts with so many players and it's so refreshing when I talk, whenever I talk to you because you're just so open. And I, and I don't know if that's because you know that I'm not going to stitch you up. But Yeah, it's because I know you're not going to stitch me, yeah? Yeah, so, but it's, it's just so refreshing because I think, I feel like this is what people really want to hear because I've had somewhere you're talking to them and they are so media trained. It's unbelievable where they're so scared to say anything at all. Anything. Yeah. Just like, okay. Cause then it's just more like they just hear it because of their name of who they are as opposed to the action. Yeah. Which, which I don't Conversation, like, I don't know. like it when it's like, I like to have real conversations. So, but yeah, no, no thank you so much for coming on again, man. And no, it's the same here. No problem. <laughs>